For filthy casuals, by filthy casuals. Hi everyone and welcome to Flashpoint episode 112. 112, 112, recorded Sunday, May the 15th. I'm your host, David Holloway, and with me is the man who's running for the seat of console in the upcoming federal election. How are you, Simon? Uh, I'm good, David, but it's not a seat, it's a couch. A couch. Oh, the couch of console, I like that. You you don't play console sitting up. You've got to be laying on your back with some Mountain Dew to your hand's reach and probably your chest covered in Dorito crumbs. I was going to suggest a pack of Doritos on your chest. Yes. Yeah, but the plain one. None of those damn nacho cheese shit. Serious question, though. When, you, when you're lying down, is your couch facing directly the TV? What I'm getting is I do do that lie down, but I find I have to tilt my neck one way to see the screen properly and then I end up with an awful stiff neck. So that's why uh, I no, I lay on my- I lay on my side, David, otherwise the option is to move the couch around and then I have to play through my feet, which yeah, might which be hand or yeah. games. Yeah. General no. No. All right. Yeah, I got the footstool so I can lie back with the nice big padded footstool. Yeah, it's just, a good yeah. idea. Mm. So that, yeah. that, that third voice is a man who lives for every podcast and has been known to send death threats publicly on Twitter to yours truly if it runs off schedule. Ben McJanet, how are you? Oh, you're taking it a bit hard, aren't you? It wasn't that that much of a threat. It was only I know, the one. The, the public run was just, hey, is it on on Sunday? It was the DM saying, <laughs> I'm going to cut your testicles off if you don't reply oh, in the next yeah. 30 seconds. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that one. Yeah, um, I'm waiting for the audio <laughs> to come through. Sorry, Simon? Uh, DM, death message. Yeah, death message. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've hired the bloke for the wet work, so he'll be on his way around shortly. Nice. Can't wait, uh, as long as he gets the family first. Uh, so, let's... the party or you? <laughs> that's right. Oh, what were we saying I tuned out for a moment there. Oh, that's never happened before. No. Nah. Uh, all right. Let's, so let's talk about. Uh, let's start off with what we've been playing. Ben, you start off because you've got the biggest bloody list. What have you been playing? Oh, I've been playing everything under the sun at the moment. Um... Let's see. We'll, we'll get the usual culprits out of the way. Uh, Destiny and the Division. Uh, I'll just say quickly, the Division, I played it once to see if the new bugs had been squashed, and we found new bugs, so it's still buggy as hell. Um, nothing new for the streets of New York. Uh, played some more of Quantum Break. I'm up to the final boss battle, so hopefully I'll finish that soon. Uh, Ratchet and Clank, gorgeous game. Um, if you've got a PS4 and you like uh, some old school uh, 3D platforming, get that one. Lots of fun. Uh, and I've been hitting up a few betas. Uh, Gears of War 4 beta, um, gloriously violent as I expected. Uh, the Overwatch beta, which has been super fun. Um, and yeah, I. Uh, we'll talk more about Overwatch later, I suppose. Yeah. And then. Um, yeah, the other games, uh, Sunset Overdrive, which was free for Xbox uh, Games with Gold last month on the Xbox One, and uh, another game that's still in early release, uh, Paragon, which I um, highly recommend. Uh, it's a MOBA-style game, very similar to Smite, if you've played that. Um, highly recommend uh, checking it out. Very, very polished for a game that's still in early access, so... Uh, it goes free to play live on June 21st, I believe. Sounds right in my head. Um, so, yeah, I'd, I'd check that one out. Cool. That's quite the list. Simon. Yeah, that's been busy. Yours isn't too shabby either. Uh, it, yeah. It's not, yeah. Uh, Warframe. Been playing Warframe. It's uh, free to play on, well, PC, PS4 and Xbox One. I've been playing it on the Xbox One because... I just like the controller better. I suppose things what it comes down to. Uh, DC Universe Online also just got launched on the Xbox. So since I've had a thrash away at that on pretty much all of the platforms so far, I thought I'd see what it was like on there. Uh, it's a bit of glitchiness here and there, but by crikey, there's a lot of people on there. Uh, it's uh, it's really buzzing, and I suppose that's only to be expected. But it's nice to see an yeah, MMO getting uh, getting people at least some people interested. And there's How leagues already. It's it's quite impressive the amount of activity. Oh, that's cool. How how would you rate it compared to the PS4 or the um, PC version? 
Uh, I, it, I get it sort of uh, locks up periodically. Uh, not locks up, but uh, just uh, the everything kind of freezes for a couple of seconds, but it's only been out a week and a bit. So uh, when I consider what the, the PC version was like when that first came out, that resulted in me uh, literally throwing my controller um, out my back door and across two properties. So, and then I found it because <laughs> I thought it was the controller that was the problem. But uh, let me tell you, I don't rage quit often, but when I rage quit, I do it fairly big. Uh, <laughs> Uh, also been playing Forza 6 because EB had a quite a good little sale on and uh, Forza 5 and then Forza 4 and I've also tried Forza 3, uh, Forza Horizon, uh, all the Forza games basically. Let's, let's just not waste time. Um, I've never really been into racing games before. Never it's had a good one, isn't it? I I really like the way it goes, and I, I think part of it's probably the the tie-in with um, Top Gear. There's something about getting yeah getting from Forza Four onwards. They had that, didn't they? Yeah, yeah not yeah. anymore. I think, unless they make a, a new uh. deal with Clarkson and Co. But um, uh, maybe they'll have um, Joey from Friends now. Instead. I don't want to hear a Blanc writing <laughs> character pieces. I don't know if he's got it in him. Maybe he can have uh, uh, what's his name that did Chandler guest star in saying, "Can I be any more a car?" That's yeah, that's, that's awfully close to one of Clarkson's lines, actually. <laughs> exactly. Ah, <laughs> oh, I see. Aha! Clever, touche. Uh, uh, also, a bit of Ratchet and Clank, the the new release. Wow, it looks beautiful. It's amazing. It is, uh, and it also made me get my Vita out and dust off the old Ratchet and Clank trilogy uh, cartridge I've got for that. So I've been having a bit of a, a foodle on that. I actually also gave the Vita uh, remote play of Ratchet and Clank a bit of a whirl, borrowed someone's Vita and gave it a quick uh, bash from the bedroom. And it, that go? Plays just, it plays just as beautifully on there. Uh, it, and the, it and Destiny uh, remote play with the Vita, very good, very responsive and... Um, I'm going to have to get myself my own Vita so I can squat and play games from now on. Uh, yes, it's extremely good for that, I would imagine. Oh, yeah. Uh, just sanitize afterwards. Yes, always sanitize. Yes, yes always sanitize, yes. It's always sanitize. Yeah, the Vita's uh, got a good a good little control setup. I'm, I rather like it as a, as a piece of equipment. It's a, a lot better than the 3DS or the new 3DS or the super new 3DS NX or whatever the hell is current. Well, it's a go. shame that it just doesn't have the software support. No, it does have a pretty strong indie community. Mm. Uh, there's a game recently released for it called, not Skewered, it's a swipey game. Severed, mm. I think is the name. Uh, that's well worth a look. Beautifully done. Done by the same guys that did Guacamole. Oh, cool. Juice. I'll have to check that one out. Yes. Yeah, well worth a look. Yeah, definitely. Excellent. Well, Simon, if I if I tried to predict what you're going to come up with this episode of what you played, yeah, three or uh, four um, racing cars, sorry, three racing car games wouldn't have been my prediction. So. Well, there was a couple I didn't mention because there's a lot of Forza. A lot yeah. of Forza. Yeah, I, well, uh, you'll have to try Horizons next. No, try Apex. It's free on your Windows 10 computer right now. Ooh. Excuse um, me, I'm just going to go down like that. Yeah. So I, I'm a bit boring in comparison. Uh, the Division, um, I'm not yeah. noticing the bugs because I'm not high high enough level, so I'm still about a level 21. Um, still love the combat uh, mechanics to bits, but starting to get a little bit bored with some other aspects. Um, I'm so sick of trying to find that the, the time-limited quest shit me to tears. But anyway, I'll leave that for now. Um, playing lots and lots of WoW, um, you know, achievement hunting. Destiny did a lot more Destiny in the last fortnight than the previous sort of six weeks or so since the, the Division came out. So um, enjoying that. as mm-hmm. well. I still think that's the best... You know, daily quest, mindless, go around and do some stuff and have a hell of a lot of fun. Yeah, and now that you've got the, um, what do you call it, the sterling chest. Actually, I still didn't open that one up. I was looking at it earlier. Um, 
a sterling chest there, you can collect three a week. One just from logging in, you know. You yeah, can that's right. Have a bash it out in about an hour. You're done. You've got everything. That's right. Um, yeah, gearing gearing up's been good with that. I mean, I, I'm not mm. still huge light level. I think I'm about three oh seven, but oh nice. It's not too bad. Um, and then just for the last couple of days since I took um, delivery of it is Doom, which I'll talk about in a sec. So that's what we've all been playing. No one's been playing Uncharted 4. No, but I did see the good game review. It looks very pretty. A lot of people are saying... Sorry, go ahead. No, go on. I was going to say I've seen a lot of people on my friends list playing it. Oh, well, that was barely worth interrupting me. That's all I was going to say, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I said go ahead. (laughs) Oh, God, how anticlimactic. <laughs> no, I, I, I just think I, all I was going to say is it's kind of uh, – I find it a little amusing that a game that comes out that I've heard a number of people say various permutations of, it's the best-looking game I've ever seen, period. And they, they stress that they mean this literally. Uh, and I've, certainly some interesting back-end stuff going on there. It it's really is quite an amazing – piece of software really truly optimized for the platform it's on and they managed to wring a super amount of really good eye candy out of it and it's <laughs> amusing that this game comes out just as we're all talking about uh, a revised playstation 4 coming out for additional eye candy it's yeah. I, I don't understand what sony's doing but anyway let's hear more about doom david <laughs> all right doom so i took delivery during the week um I was pretty excited to get it because, like probably all three of us on this podcast and a lot of people of you know, over the age of 35, the original Doom, and, and more for me, Doom 2 was a staple. Um, it's the first time I did online play. I remember me and my brother-in-law um, dialing each other from our modems like a, as a, uh, what do you call it? It's not a LAN in that respect, but I would dial his landline from my landline using our modems, so direct connection thinking it was the coolest thing ever. Oh, yeah, I remember doing that with Star- the first StarCraft. That yep. was fun. Uh, yeah, that's right. You could do it on that too. So um, loved Doom 2 to bits and then went on to play Hexen and um, was always rubbish at Quake. Um, but, you know, I've always loved that. Played all the Wolfensteins, recently played Wolfenstein on the PS4. So very excited to get Doom. Um, I've installed it very, mm. very, very... Um, it's it's doom throughout. It's exactly what you'd expect. Uh, again, very nice looking, particularly when you compare it to Doom Two. Um, no more eight bit graphics, that's for sure. Um, very very pretty, uh, very fast paced. Simon, I constantly think of you when playing it because this is not a cheesing game. <laughs> there is no cheesing allowed. So, oh well, how yeah. how can you? fun out of it then yeah i know well and i I like a good bit of cheesing too i I wouldn't have survived in destiny without it this is not a game that it just doesn't remotely allow it there's no finding a nice safe spot and picking things off from a distance you've got to be pretty much in the face of your enemies all the time and it's an interesting mechanic because by killing the enemies close up you get the uh bonuses back to your health by doing that so if you were actually cheesing you would die anyway because uh, you wouldn't be able to pick up the health boost that you're getting from killing. So um, blowing things heads off. And when you actually get to a particular level of closeness, it's called a... Oh, God, I've had a mental blank. It's a something kill. It's not a bonus kill, a glory kill, something like that. Glory um, hole? <laughs> don't go there. That, that's don't, a different podcast. Yeah, that's ah. right. Don't go there. Just think of Joe's daughter. Um so the, the no, don't think of Joe's daughter. <laughs> no, no, I'm not in context to that. Oh, Joe, Joe, turn it off now. Turn it off now. <laughs> it's a trap. Um, oh. So when you get up close in the glory kill, uh, it, it, basically it's like a melee kill in combination with your weapon, and and there's a whole range of different ways you um, kill the the enemy in in very gory ways up close. So whether it's you rip their head apart, punch their head off, um, whatever it is, uh, happens. So very, very pretty. There is a story to it, as you expect. It's the usual stuff. It's the, you know, UAC, you're on Mars, 
Um, it's been overrun by demons and your job is to clear it of the demons and I won't go into the story any more than that. I'm about three levels in as far as the third. I'm in the foundry part trying to stop it from melting down. Having a ball, but I've got to say, it just doesn't have atmosphere. Compared to a Smart. Destiny or the Division, it just doesn't have it doesn't have an atmosphere. It, it's very... Uh, yes, yeah, sparse probably isn't even a fair term, but it, it's... I don't know Would you say to... for a game about going to hell, it's rather soulless? Yeah, yeah, there, there is that. It is. It's, Would it's... you for a game set on Mars, it has very thin atmosphere? <laughs> oh, God. Okay, we're done. <laughs> That's good. I like it. Um, it. Yeah, it just doesn't have... The music is fairly limited. Um, I don't know. It doesn't build tension well. You, you can tell most things when they're coming uh, before you see them. Um, it's just, I don't know, you don't get a lot of uh, shocks out of it. But th- to be fair, I'm only three lots in, so I could get more and more full on. Um, but the weapons are cool. The chainsaw's back. I haven't got picked up the BFG yet. It's, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I'd be surprised if I get right to the end because I loved Wolfenstein, and Wolfenstein um, has a hell of a lot more story to it than this appears to. Yeah, but Wolfenstein was designed specifically as a yeah. single-player game, whereas yeah, they've right. marketed Doom very much to the multiplayer and that, And that I can see it will do well. I did attempt multiplayer once. This was only within 24 hours of the service going live, and I couldn't pick up any opponents. So I, I, I was able oh. to get into a team with three others, so there were the four of us, but we couldn't seem to pick up another four to, to fight, and I was there for probably 10, 15 minutes and then gave up. Uh, were you on uh, PC, PS4? PS4. PS4, okay. So, um, yeah, definitely, if you if you got a history with the Doom franchise, definitely worth a go. It's no, it's, yeah, I said the atmosphere worries me a little bit, but um, overall, a lot of fun. You know, cheesing, very fast-paced. You need to be constantly moving and ducking and weaving, which, so it, it's more of a younger person's game in that respect, but... So far, I seem to be doing all right. But I, that said, I'm also on easiest mode. I wasn't insane enough to go middle or hard. So, there's Doom. Sounds fair. Yeah. Um, I'd give that... I'd give it three and a half out of five, and I'm not going to say rubber chickens. Three and a half out of five glory holes. Yep. Joe, right, tune no. out. Yeah, that's it. Unsubscribe, <laughs> mate. I'm sorry. I'm not even sure what half a glory hole is. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> oh, when you build like me, you know what they're like. All right, so let's talk about another. Next topic. Yeah, move yeah. on. Next topic, yeah, something great. else that's new, Overwatch. So the beta had 9.7 million players. Possibly a new yeah. world record. Well, that's that's the, what I've been led to believe. Um, I haven't actually gone and confirmed it because why would we follow up on stories like that in this podcast? Um, but... Yeah, 9.7 million players. Now, put that into perspective, uh, Division, I think we quoted, had 6.7 million? 6 point something million? Something around that, yeah. Uh, yeah, now that had, you know, that was across PC, Xbox One, and PS4. Uh, Overwatch was across all three platforms as well. Um, Destiny's beta, which was a PS4 and Xbox One only beta back in 2014 was four point something million. And uh, Battlefront, everyone's favourite game, uh, <laughs> was 9.5 million players against all three platforms. So it's I, th- I can't think of anyone else in that sort of range of, you know, the size of number of players. Uh, the Gears 4 beta was also the week or two prior, but, you know, that's a platform exclusive, so it's always going to be lower. And I think even it still had, like, under 2 million, but close to 2 million. So 9.7 is a pretty bloody big number. Yeah, I think it's going to do extremely well. I, I've never heard a bad report about it. I haven't actually played it myself, and I should give them a mm. blizzard head, but um, I'll definitely pick it up once it's... Wait, wait, what's its actual launch date? Do we know? Uh, the 24th of May. Now, oh, okay. I, I will warn you, David, it is very much like Battlefield, and you will probably grow tired of it very quick. Oh, yeah, but if it's got, if Blizzard have put a bit of effort into it, I'm sure it'll be a bit more ongoing, engaging. Mm, mm. Yeah, well, it's, it's, 
very much like Battlefield in that it's designed up from a multiplayer-only sort of point of view. But last year, I think it was, I heard that they were putting a single-player campaign into it. So it, you know, it could have something extra there, which might not have been included in the beta. Um, but different to Battlefield, uh, Battlefront rather, where the um, multiplayer aspect of it is that it's um, got classes. So you have your tank class, you have your defender class, mm. you have a DPS class, you have a healer class. And I had a hell of a lot of fun playing the healers. Um, is you don't even hear that. No. no, no. I've never liked playing a healer before. I, I did play a tree very briefly in WoW, and I hated every moment of it. Um, so I played, started playing it poorly, so my clan would say, no, you can't be the tree anymore. Um, but, yeah, it was actually quite a lot of fun, because a couple of the healers are a little bit squishy. They've actually got a high DPS output as well. So if you're very clever, you can um, actually do quite a lot of damage, but you will take, you will die very quickly as well. So um, doing that healing and working as a team is very important in the game. It's very similar to Team Fortress 2, I suppose, in that way. Um, it's got like an escort-type objective-style uh, game mode as well where you one team's defending, obviously, the other team's assaulting, and the assault team has to get out of their base, get to the cargo ship or whatever it is that you're going to, and then escort it from point to point to uh, get it to the opposite team's uh, base to blow up the base, which is, you know, pretty unique, really, for a um, FPS multiplayer type campaign or yeah, not yeah. campaign, you know, versus mode. You know, it's, it's a unique mode. Um, it has so much polish, so much polish. But what else do we expect from Blizzard, really? Well, that's oh, that. They won't the game until it's ready. And anyway, if I remember correctly, Overwatch is basically the bit left over from Titan that they decided that they were going to pursue. Yeah. Yeah. yeah part it of does the, right. the, the next big thing until they cancelled the next big thing. And But Overwatch was a portion of it that survived. So I'm not surprised mm-hmm. there's... There's polish. I'm not surprised that there's also a fair bit of lore and backstory already, but like a lot of, well, like Destiny, actually, um, you need to be out, go outside of the game to learn it. Yeah. Although yeah. since Destiny, I'm not actually against that anymore. It's, it's there if you want to go look for it and immerse yourself in it and talk to other people about it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not as against that as I used to be. So it's not necessarily a bad way to go. And it's going to be interesting to see how it performs against Battleborn as well. I have a feeling Battleborn is going to come off very badly second best, even though they're not really the same sort of game, although people keep making that comparison. They're very, very similar, though. Uh, Battleborn is still that first-person arena-style shooter as well, so very similar. But it does have an extensive single-player campaign, although it's designed to be played in co-op. But yeah. Yeah, it's, well, Battleborn's also suffered from the fact that its launch date was the same weekend as the Overwatch beta. Um, You're going, oh, well, and it's, Battleborn's beta only had 2 million, I think, from memory. I should look it up, but that sounds like effort. Um, out there who feel the same way I do, which is anything that Randy Pitchford's touched makes you instantly want to throw up in your, in your mouth. Well, so, yeah, especially after he destroyed the Aliens franchise. Well, he was a lying cock, um, and he, he was <laughs> a lying cock record and taken absolutely no responsibility for that, so screw Randy Pitchford. I think we'll yeah. have to put a warning at the start to say, Joe, just, just don't listen to the show. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> skip this one entirely. <laughs> just just like, re-record just, a warning for the start. <laughs> what I called Randy Pitchford has got nothing to do with the other thing you were Oh, no way, it does. <laughs> That's right. I think, <laughs> I think we have an episode title. The actual episode title is this episode is not Joe Foreign Safe. <laughs> so, apologies, Joe, but you'll get a title out of it. Um, uh, yeah. So just as a bit of a segue, because you mentioned about Battlefront, um, I might jump to that next, which is, um, Simon, I believe you've joined the fray of people on this podcast that own Battlefront. So tell us about it and how many dozen hours you've 
played on it, given that you didn't mention it once in the games you've been playing? Um, yeah, oh, that's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> um, it um, it was on sale, very heavily reduced. So I thought, oh, I'll, I'll give it a go because you never know. I might stumble across someone online who's playing it. Um, to be perfectly honest, when the game's installing, there's like this pointless, never-ending mini-game where you're Darth Vader That's and right. defending ice space. I played that more than I've actually played the game. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I might well, still be sitting with that, that too. Yeah, it's when it's... Even I bought it on disc, it had to download a 20 gig or whatever it was update, and I just remember playing it for... It took me about yeah. 15 minutes to realise that it was going nowhere. It was just this circular thing. Okay, because I, I, I put the disc in and I was like, sweet. When I got home from work, put the disc in and went, cool, that's installing. I'll go have a shower. So I went and had a shower. Yeah. By the time I came back, it was finished. So I was like, oh, cool, let's play. Yes. I'm never going to go with it. I never really intended to. The only the reason I got it was, A, it was cheap. B, it's just been some something sort of burrowing in the back of my head that I should get at some point. And it's just if I feel like running around uh, and with a bit of Star Wars pew pew, I'll go into one yeah. of the training missions, and mm. and I think really that's all it's good for because I'm not paying extra for the Battle of Jakku, and I'm sure as sugar not paying for their ridiculous season pass. Yeah, Sorry if for... they dropped a price on that season pass, I might actually consider it. But uh, present, no. If no. they dropped it to three bucks, I might consider mm. it. But otherwise. You've got to be kidding me. That's way too much money. And I, oh, I, yeah. I appreciate the optimism that you thought you might see Ben or I running around in it because I don't know about you, but I have this guilt thing where if I'm playing something on my console, I always feel like I'm neglecting something else. And at the moment, it's Doom, and I, I feel like I'm neglecting The Division, Destiny, and Fallout 4, and I'd have to play those other three games extensively before I'd even think about Battlefront. So I can't see that ever happening. Yeah, I have, see, I have that when I play Destiny because I play Destiny way too much. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't know if you can play Destiny way too much because I still think it's an awesome game and it's still a hell of a yeah. lot more than the mechanics in Battlefront. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's definitely much better. But, um, yeah, I, Battlefront really is. It's a pretty game and, well, that's just a tribute to the Frostbite engine more than anything, but... Yeah, it's just lacking something for me to go back there and play more of it. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'll con one of my mates into getting it and then going back and just getting a platinum trophy at least. Mm. I th- I think it did everything that EA set out for it to do, which was to be massively popular, be attractive to casuals, not be too mm. deep, not too intimidating, and then just basically gouge Gouge, gougey, gouge, gouge. Yeah, well, I mean, in reality, you know, I can't really hold too much against EA. They didn't lie when they said what it was. They said it's going to be a multiplayer game. That's so true. That's, they didn't. They said um, there is no single-player campaign. They never t- promised any of that. So, yeah, they didn't lie. Yeah, just Division did about uh, and Bungie did about Destiny when it mm-hmm. first came because they, they weren't being terribly clear on what was going on there until. Yeah. 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 So, and but um, I'm sure the sequel will do even better. So I hear there's a Battlefront sequel coming 2017. Yeah. Uh, recently announced, and it's probably more. It was only really announced because of the um, Battlefield One uh, trailer and announcement on. You know, it's what two Fridays ago now um, that. Yeah, they've gone, oh, yeah, we're going to do another Battlefront game. That's pretty much all they've said is that we're going to do another one. But um, also, yeah, Battlefield 1, it's set in World War 1. That's why they called it 1. Okay. Even though it's the fifth game or seventh. I can't remember. As long as it's not Battlefield Earth. I'm always wondered why the Scientologists haven't got into gaming. Well, because they tried their hand at making movies and that clearly didn't work. Yeah, it's very true. Very, very. I've, yeah, I should. Oh, has anyone actually yeah. seen Battlefield Earth? I know I sure as hell haven't. I saw it. No. Oh, really? I did. I saw oh, it at the movies. Did you get and, your back? <laughs> uh, no. Uh, unfortunately, the the sound, tr- the, uh, the the music, the score had completely bludgeoned me to a state of 
total numbness. I, I'm surprised I actually got out of the theatre. Oh, that's yeah. a shame. That's a claim to fame, though, having seen it in the movies. Yeah, 2,000-year-old Harrier Jets. Because <laughs> that'll... <laughs> Um, Nintendo, Nintendo NX and Zelda pushed back to 2017. I doubt there'd be a lot of people surprised by that, but um, still noteworthy. Yeah, I mean, it's mostly noteworthy for the Zelda being pushed back to 2017, seeing as there was at E3, I want to say it was at E3 two years ago. Um, maybe it was only last year, but they did say originally it was going to be a 2015 release, and they said, no, no, we're pushing it back to 2016. And, yeah, obviously now they've pushed it back to 2017 to coincide with the Nintendo NX release. Um, So Nintendo has confirmed there is a new console coming. Um, I'm sure with E3 right around the corner, we'll hear more about it there. And they have said uh, Nintendo won't be showing anything but Zelda at E3 this year. So at least that means it sounds like it's almost finished. Um, I would have liked it in the last year or so, so I could have played it on the Wii U that I own, but oh well, yeah. I'll wait till next year, I guess. And I, I, That's I, the, I can say I'm, I have the eternal hope always that they launch a console with Mario Kart, but I know with the Wii U it was nearly, I think, a year after Wii U came out that Mario Kart 7 was released. Yeah. Oh, man, I love Mario Kart. Yeah, it's a great <laughs> game. I love it. It's just I wish I had more people to play it with because uh, it's great for a local couch co-op. Yes. Mm. It's a perb game. I'm just one. What are they going to be showing Zelda? If they show any gameplay footage, what are they going to be showing it? Is it going to be Wii U footage? Is it going to be NX footage? Is it going to give us a hint of what the new console might be capable of? I'd imagine it's going to be NX. Um, well, all reports... Very... Yeah, I mean, all reports are saying that the NX is more powerful than the current generation of Xbox and PlayStation consoles. That's yeah. everything I've heard. Uh, whether or not that's true, I don't know. Wait and see. Prob- probably true because it sounds like all three of them are going to um, – uh, oh, God, I've forgotten the name of them. Not ATI. The other one. NVIDIA. Not NVIDIA. Intel. Is it, no. Is, no, no, it was, it's not ATI. ATI was the name before. A- a- AMD is the owner of ATI and Radeon. Holy crap. Anyway, yeah, so uh, AMD's <laughs> got on the contract for all three of them. All three of them are going to be uh, AMD socks from the sounds of things. So they're all going to be 486-based, so that, so that should make porting a little bit more straightforward. Also means they're all going to be well mm-hmm. more powerful than the current generation, but probably well, not well, a lot. The PS4 and Xbox One do have AMD graphics cards in them currently, though. Yeah, yeah they both do. They're both based on Jaguar, and Jaguar, if I recall correctly was basically a sock solution for netbooks. Right. Okay. Not exactly cutting cutting edge. No. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I, I can't imagine the NX not being a better spec because imagine the PR battle you're fighting from the moment it's launched and it's not as good as the current generation. Yeah. So it would be better, but how much better? Maybe... Mm. Because, I, I mean, even the, uh, the, the rumoured Neo is probably going to be only going to be able to push out 1080p at 60fps most likely. I, I think all the 4K talk with the Neo is just mostly for Blu-ray play and video streaming for, say, Netflix. Other than that, I don't think the 4K is going to be much. They, they might possibly be able to push it up to 1440, but looking at the, the specs they've quoted uh, and the fact that the CPU is still fairly gimped, even though the GPU's got a bit of a bump. Mm. Um, I mean, the CPU pump as well but but you know if the if the cpu can't push enough draw calls to the gpu then you end up with frame spikes so that's and that's that's going to continue to be an issue because one of the reasons nvidia is not producing these things is they're not willing to produce stuff for the price that the console makers are willing to pay Uh, but amd is because they don't mind doing stuff on the cheap in fact that's really the the niche they've occupied for quite a while so, yeah, it should be interesting. Mm. I love oh, it. I'll look forward to seeing what they announce. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Um, yeah, Zelda. Woo. 
Yeah, and Zelda, I just, yeah, I won't start on Zelda. I love Zelda. I just, I found the controls on the last one I played, which wasn't the most recent one, but the one before, just a bit frustrating. So, but you can't mm. wait to see the latest one. Yeah, actually, I will say, I mean, Zelda Ocarina of Time is still one of my favourite games of all time. And it, it was a game. And that was, a, and that was a 64 game. And it knew how yeah. to build atmosphere. Um, right, wow. Speaking of old games, that it would have been launched around the time of Ocarina of Time, N64, no, not quite, but not far. No. Um, eight years difference? Yeah, about eight years, nothing. As long as this podcast feels like it goes each episode. Uh, wow, Legion launches at the end of August. So I think last time we talked, it had only just been or. Uh, was about to be so we we knew it was coming second half of the year it's actually 30th of august is the launch date so um they're obviously well along there was a developer update during the week which was an hour of not really saying a lot that hadn't already been announced but it's coming along and i'm one person that's excited so because i know you started playing a little bit again too didn't you that's true, but I have to admit, being a balanced druid, I, all I tend to do is spend my time doing is uh, flying around um, Ogrima uh, and uh, just sort of pissing everyone else off by dive bombing them. <laughs> uh, you, you make your own fun. Oh, that's good. That's, that, I did the same thing in Bloody Stormwind. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yes. And I sell copper yep. rods for a huge profit, so it's obviously we're all in that game for the right reasons. You're in it for the reasons you have. Exactly. Well, I've got 65,000 gold at the moment, and I'm not sure what I'm saying for. Although I said I am going to buy game time Jesus. ongoing. Yeah, well, I've been playing it enough, but the trouble is a, a, a game token for 30 days gameplay is about 45,000 gold at the moment. It, it fluctuates, wow. I'm assuming, based on market demand. Um, it's a lot of gold to, to buy 30 days yeah, but given the age of the game, and there's, I'm sure there's people out there with like 200,000 gold or something stupid like that as well. Yeah, probably even millions of gold. Yeah. yeah. Wouldn't surprise me. I don't, yeah. But no, it's looking good. And I, it'll be interesting to see what Boost Wow gets from the Wow movie. So I was at the movies yesterday, as we'll discuss below. And um, below, don't you love how I'm looking at the running sheet? We'll discuss below. We'll discuss later. Um, and they had the trailer for the WoW movie, which I've seen before, but, you know, first time on the big screen, it does look pretty damn good. It looks good on the big screen when you see that trailer, doesn't it? Yeah. So if the story's not totally shit, I think the movie will do okay, and it'll be interesting to see what boost that gives WoW, if any. I think the, the story will be fine because unlike another franchise I can think of, they haven't gone and binned pretty much all of their extended universe. True. So yes. there's Assassin's a lot of... Creed? Yeah, that's the one. Ratchet and Clank? Yeah. <laughs> I saw the Assassin's Creed trailer yesterday too. That looks interesting. Yeah, it's um sorry, I'm just, I'm now I'm now doubting my sanity. Was it a me- there is an Assassin's Creed movie trailer. I'm just not thinking of Yeah, there is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no. It it, it came out what two days ago on the net. Maybe that's where I've seen anyway, it looks quite good. But I don't have any real buy-in with Assassin's Creed, but I understand it's a well-received game. So, um, so yes, well, it's a good cast, so, so that bodes well, I think. Yeah. Uh, speaking of people that kill extended universes, Disney has shut sh- shut down its publishing division, so Avalanche closes its doors, and yeah. Disney effectively cancelled. That's a big call. Yeah. It's, it's interactive publishing division, just to be clear. Oh, yeah, the little book. Yes, yes, the gaming publishing division, uh, when we're referring to it on this podcast. Um, yeah, now, Disney, this news really seemingly came out of nowhere this week. Um, out of the three Toys to Life, or four, I suppose, Toys to Life video games, it was the one that was everyone thought was selling the best and making the most money. I mean, you got the Disney IP franchise behind it. It had Marvel, Star Wars, all the Disney movies, um, Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, you know, so it seemed to be a juggernaut. Uh, it was outselling Skylanders, and the quality of the toys looks ten times better than the Skylanders stuff as well. Uh, outselling Amiibo, realistically, just because the 
the games themselves for the Infinity stuff seems to give you more to do for the kids. So I just I can't understand why. I mean, maybe it was the they did say cost was the reason, and maybe the development cost for the games was too high. But I, I just I don't know what's going well, particularly, on. Particularly given how little money you know Disney's bringing in via Marvel and Lucas. And- oh yeah, exactly. You know, it's not like they can't afford to fund it. So it's just. I, I, I'm at a loss as to why they had to close the whole division. You know, you've got 300 people now that lost their jobs out of Salt Lake City. Uh, you know, they built and designed all the toys and everything for it. And, yeah, it's it, it kind of sucks, really. Mm. It, it does suck, but we've actually already discussed why this has happened. Money? Battlefront? Disney? <laughs> <laughs> well, Battlefront, the, the licensing idea. Mm. That's that's what I mean. They killed LucasArts off, and yeah. uh, they, they kept their own in-house studios ticking along. And now they've kicked, uh, killed those off. It's not the first time Disney's dropped in and dropped out of the gaming arena because uh, it's been a bit of a restart. Anyway, um, mm. the the issue with it is, and it's the same trick that LucasArts discovered. Because uh, if you remember, LucasArts really didn't produce much in the way of games in the in the latter. Oh, decade or so of their existence, they licensed. Well, it. yeah, they were pretty much licensing from the late nineties through to they shut down. Really, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a couple of games that who knows how far along they were. Was it thirteen, thirteen, and thirteen, thirteen? Yeah, uh, which I'd still love to have a look at. See what the hell that was because I still. Well, sound- apparently that's the um, oh, what's her name? Oh, Kathy don't. Name. That's the one that the EA guys are bringing back. Okay. You said uh, it. I, I'm trying not to believe that because I'd, I'd like it to be true, but I, I just don't want to get my hopes up. It's the one but that it, the lady from Uncharted is doing, I'm yeah, pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I've heard as well. But we'll, we'll see if that pans out or not. But that would be, oh, God, that would be awesome. It but always anyway, looked so, nice. It always did look nice. Mm. The, the issue Disney have got is that, yes, as you say, um, the Infinity Games – are expensive they because they, it's not just um, you know silly monsters running around bitch slapping each other. Uh, I'm not talking about well, I'm talking about Skylanders, uh, but it had um, it had like a, a racing module, combat module. It had yeah, flight sims, dozen, platforming, fighting, everything. So it wasn't Avalanche really? coordinated it and did a lot of the, did most of the uh, the the modelling for the the characters, which all look brilliant. Doesn't matter what franchise they're from; they all manage to make look. Actually, there's a documentary on how they go from concept art to the creation of the toys that IGN put out. Sadly, only two weeks ago, the fourth of May, they put it out for the fourth of May, and they showed Kylo Ren going from concept art to being a mold to being an actual toy on the shelf. Yeah, um, which was really good watch. Uh, so, I highly recommend everyone go and check that one out. Yeah, please, because she. <laughs> she's heartbroken because they had a, another few things in the mm. pipeline they've got to try and push out before they become irrelevant. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so they, it's not just Avalanche. There's, um, well, I think, another five studios also in who specialised in certain aspects of the game, and this all got bolted together. So, yeah, they had all of these franchises they could push out, but then if you think about it, the next two, the last two pack coming out is for Finding Dory, uh, which is a Finding mm. Nemo um, sequel because Pixar don't know what original thought is anymore for some reason. And what was the other one? Uh, something else I can't remember. My Little Pony, who the hell knows and cares. Uh, but nothing nothing particularly grabbing. When you think about it, most of the Marvel characters that they could push out of the door they've already done. Most of the Star Wars characters that they could push out the door they've already done. Granted, they could do another pack for the next Star Wars movie, but I don't know if that's enough to carry the game for another year. So I think on the whole, there was an awful lot of resources poured into this, and I think Disney have realised that it's cheaper to licence things out to EA and have them produce and then just get the cash than stick their neck out like this in what is apparently a declining market. Yeah, it's interesting, especially seeing as Lego recently joined the fray as well with these Toys to Life games with their Lego dimensions. Um, I've actually looked into that one too much, but hey, free Lego. Well, not free Lego, but... Yeah, you get little Lego toys you can play with. They're always fun. Free. 
Yeah. The advantage is that um, every time I vacuum, I'm not going to suck part of my Disney Infinity Boba Fett up. Whereas uh, I think a lot mm. of uh, Lego Batman is going to end up in the in the dust bag at some point. Oh yeah. But that's traditional. Yes. That's how they get to Legoland and have magical adventures. <laughs> oh, I'm still excited for Lego Batman, but let's move on. Microsoft closes, speaking of big behemoth companies closing things, they've closed, Microsoft closed Lionhead Studios, so Fable Legends has been cancelled, but the Fable IP will live on somewhere, assumedly. Do you think so? I think so. It, I mean, Fable, back on the original Xbox, is one of their pillars of, you know, building up their market. It was, a, it was an amazing game on the original Xbox. Yeah, the first Fable was brilliant. Fable 2 was... Fable 2 was beautiful on the Xbox 360. Actually, if you got an Xbox One, um, go pick up a copy of Fable 2 and play it on backwards compatible. It's it's a beautiful game, a really great game. Uh, and the dog in that, I I fell in love with the pet dog you get in that game. He's so gorgeous. Um the one in Ghosts. Lives longer too. Oh yeah, lives oh, longer, yeah. No. <laughs> Does the dog and ghost die? No, the dog and ghost gets injured, I think. I was the only but, injured. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember. Anyway, um, yeah, Microsoft closed Lionhead back, or they announced that they were going to close it about a month ago. Uh, it was only just this last week or so that it actually did close. Uh, they announced back then that they were going to close, uh, cancel Fable Legends as well at the same time. And also, um, yeah, it's uh, Fable Legends being cancelled is really an interesting thing because the game was in beta. It was effectively complete. Um, but I'm guessing maybe they saw that what happened with Evolve. There was no place in the market for it or something, and they was going, oh, we'll just close it off. But part of me says, well, you've already finished making it, you might as well just sell it, but you know, companies have done stranger things before they seem to know what they're doing, that's why they make the money Well, it's happened a number of times, in all honesty mm. games have almost seem to be finished, they're just never yeah. released they're cancelled on the day, and there is also the point to be argued that by releasing it, you might recoup money possibly, but mm. I think they tend to look at these things as if it looks like they don't think if they don't think it's going to do well, or they think, or and or they think it might damage the IP itself, the reputation of the IP, then that's yeah. as good a as any to cancel it because you can't look at mm. the money you have spent. You have to look at how much money you were going to have to spend in order to get it out to market. Yeah. And when you consider how much is involved in um, the pressing, printing, uh, packing, distribution, and promotion, promotion being the big one, then mm. Uh, or, they, or they could not promote it. And well, just I think it... this was also going to be more on the free-to-play model as well from memory, and it was going to be funded mostly off microtransactions was the plan. Yeah, well, that's not worked out terribly well for... Uh, many studios, yeah. For the majority, really. Mm, and there's only a few exceptions. Well, you've isolated Joe from our audience now, so we've lost at there's least one... the one listener we had. That's right. <laughs> I know. All right, and um, while we're on a roll with bastard companies, um, well, not bastard companies, troubled MOBA, gigantic, get saved, Ben. Oh, no, Simon. Simon. Sorry? Oh, is it? Yeah. Are you, are you sure right. it's me? I'll just bloody skip it. Troubled MOBA, gigantic, get saved by partnership with Perfect World. Tell me more. Oh, it's a song by Huey Lewis. I think actually the album's called that too, Perfect World. But it's a title oh, track of it. You just went and did it. All right. Uh, Gigantic, <laughs> Gigantic is um, it's a free-to-play online MOBA. So, yeah, nothing revolutionary there. I think there. Microsoft had, was having it for Xbone from memory. Uh, still is an ex- Exclusive to Xbone and Windows. So it's going to be a yeah. Windows, presumably Windows 10 game and an, an Xbone game. So set to launch in August at this point. Uh, now, it looked as if the game was probably going to end up 
dying on the vine, along with the studio, because they, I think they laid off about 300 people, which was a pretty substantial chunk of their staff. I think that was in February. Mm. And if you read the statement, basically what they were saying is we can't afford to pay people anymore, uh, but we're trying to line up partners. And indeed, they managed to find a partner in um, Perfect World Entertainment, who may or may not be a name you're familiar with. Um, if you've ever played Star Trek Online um, or Champions Online or a bunch of other games mm. I've heard of. Did they do Net- Cities of Heroes? No, that was someone else. Uh, no, that was the outfit that ended up doing Guild Wars, whatever that publishes. Yeah. Um, so that they've... That's yeah, right, that's... yeah. Yeah. Um, so it looks like that's going to live on, which is which is good because it looks fun. It's got a really fun art style. It looks frenetic. Uh, it, it just mm. looks impressive. And the, the gigantic, as best I can tell, is a little bit like a Titan, I suppose. Not that you can jump in and control it, but you you get basically this huge, uh, very powerful thing on your team after a certain amount of time. Of course, the other team does as well. So this mm. looks like some interesting dynamics in the gameplay. But anyway, I'd be I'm, I'm glad it's I'm glad it's going ahead, and the people have got their jobs. Maybe they can hire some people from Avalanche. Who knows? Maybe I, ho- I hope we see more of it at uh, E3. Anyway, maybe interesting to see what they're doing with it. Yeah, it is. It's well worth a look. If uh, if you haven't already seen one of the trailers, it's worth a look. It looks, it's fun. It looks, it's really colourful. Looks pretty frenetic. Uh, and like I said, it's a great art style. Not that we're short of frenetic games with great art styles, because we've got Overwatch. Hmm. And while we're in perfect world territory, they're bringing STO to Xbox and PS4 this spring. Yes. And yes, I'm- which I, I think. I'm interested to see how that goes. Have you ever, any of you ever played Star Trek Online? No, but I've never really been a big Trekkie and I didn't hear very many good things. Same. Yeah, ditto to me, from me. Yeah, same. So I'll be interested to see what we end up getting, especially considering, as from what I can remember of it, it's actually kind of a static and boring yeah, I, How I'm actually surprised it's still operational, to be honest. I actually thought it ha- wasn't operational. I was surprised when I saw yeah, the tweet during the week, Simon. I, yeah, I, yeah, same, because I saw, yeah, saw the tweet and I went, didn't they shut that down? Maybe I was thinking of something else, but had no clue it was still going. Yeah, it's a, a bit of a, a mind boggle because if you go onto Arcsoft's website to have a look at it, the... The, uh, the promotion art they've got for the game looks like it's something done by a moderately talented high school student, which maybe it was. I don't know. But it's an, it's an old game as well. I'm not sure when it came out, but it's been oh. around. Yeah. Oh, God, it's been around Voyager, at least. Star Trek Online? Yeah. Unless I'm thinking, no, I would have said uh, it went live, like non-booster, in about 2010, uh, maybe 11. No, I think it was earlier than that. I think it went live prior to the uh, JJ movie. Oh, my God, David, you're right. Initial release date, February 2, 2010. Why did I think it had been around so much longer? Because it probably looks old. Maybe we're thinking of something else. Oh, it does look old. And I only know it because former co-host Mark... Uh, was right into it, and Gail was also aware of it. And I just remember that would have been five or six years ago. So, these were the same guys that did ne- do Neverwinter, though, as well. So I would have thought they would have tried to put more of their focus into Neverwinter. Well, and maybe Terror as well. Terror is another one they did. Oh, okay. Well, I think if I'm going to have a be part of a a, a lumbering sci-fi juggernaut i think i'll stick with star wars agreed yeah i'll still check it out because i'm curious to see what they've done and how they consoleize it because if they haven't done a good job of that this thing is not going to hang around for long no no that's always a challenge all right um 
quick movie review. Captain America Civil War. So Ben and I have seen it in 50 words or less. Uh, it's a perfect ending to the Captain America trilogy. The, the whole Civil War thing's done beautifully. And thank God. Uh, so spoiler alerts here, although nothing major, because I think I'm not going to talk about anything that's not in the trailer as far as characters in it. They do Spider-Man extremely well. Spider-Man's back, as far yep. as I'm concerned. The humour that Spider-Man uses is absolutely spot on. Um, I'm still... This is probably a spoiler for those that don't read the comics. I still struggle with the bringing him into the modern era so that he's a teenager in 2016 and his auntie's all of about 38 or 40, Aunt May. I'm used to the grey-headed old biddy from the 1960s. I just struggle with that, but I understand why they had to do that. And it works extremely mm. well. Black Panther. Marissa Tomei plays um, Aunt May. Yes, that's right. Um, Black Panther's excellent as far as a new character. Great to see Ant Man in there again. Uh, they introduce him in, in a really humorous way. Lots of humor still, um, including right up to the end. Stan Lee's cameo is is one of the funniest ones he's been in. So yeah, it's uh, a good one. It, very very good. So yeah, I give it four point eight glory holes out of five. Ben, any thoughts you want to add? Uh, I'm just taken aback by you bringing up glory holes again. Um, yeah, look, I I think for a Captain America movie, I think Black Panther and Spider-Man stole a movie. Yeah. Um, they were my two highlights of the film. Uh, if I had to be critical of anything, it's that Marvel, besides Loki and possibly Thanos, depending on how they handle him. Um, they don't seem to have a good grasp on the fact that they need these need some other villains to that have the gravitas uh, of, say, Loki or Thanos, really, to um, stick around for more than one movie, perhaps? Yeah. Um, well, you know, Loki's been around for more than one movie. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, Loki's been around for more than one movie and Thanos is popping up and is expected to be for a couple of movies. But I just, like, uh, I can't remember his name, but the Baron... Zemo. No, no, not him. Uh, the one from the last Avengers movie, from Major Voltron. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, killed, they killed him in the opening act, essentially. They killed him off in the opening act. So I was like, oh. at least make him a CIA operative that got killed in the first ten minutes of the movie. No, oh, that's true. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's just like there's another character that they've wasted. You know, they could have used and made him maybe the second coming of Red Skull or you know Red Skull. There's another character that they killed off that was yeah. just great. That's that's my biggest criticism of Marvel at the moment is that they just besides Loki, they haven't got any great villains that are sticking around. Yeah, I literally can't remember the guy's name from the start of the Avengers, Ultron. I mean, Ultron was a pretty decent villain, but they killed him off too. Or did they? <laughs> uh, well, he could have escaped into the internet, I suppose. We never got to see him actually die. And who's, who's to say that the Vision didn't keep a little little souvenir? Well, I think he did. It's called the, the stone in his head. Yeah, because he even talks about that in the, the Mind Cap- Stone. Yeah, the Civil War movie actually specifically discusses the stone. Mm. I mean, Ultron, mm. not head jewelry. I'm a bit of a Vision fan too, so he was good in this. Yeah, movie. Vision was good in it as well. He had his little moments. Um, yeah, he could have been a character, but I, I think he he hit his stride pretty quickly. Oh, I think Paul Bettany nails the character. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, Sebastian Stan is Winter Soldier's good too. Um, yeah. But uh, I'd probably say four and a half out of five. I'd say it's probably the best of the Captain America films so far, and I think it was better than Avengers too. Yeah. And if you can, watch the other Captain America movies before. There were a few bits they were alluding to mm. that I'd forgotten or couldn't quite recall. Yeah. Well, like uh, Rumlow being crossbones at the start. Yeah, see, I don't even know what you said then, so I need to go back and read it. Okay, well, the villain at the start, Crossbones? Oh, yeah, yeah. That they're chasing? Yeah, yeah. That's Romlow, who's the guy that was chasing Cap in the second one. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. That was on his team originally at the start. 
And I know why the Hulk wasn't in it because because of the end of Age of Ultron. But I would have I missed him too. That was the only other criticism I'd make. Him and Thor. And Thor too, yeah. Well, Hulk's supposedly in Thor Ragnarok. Okay, cool. Mm. And see, so they're filming that on the Gold Coast this year. See, that'd be cool. Um, as long as should, I should go back onto this set. <laughs> And D- Downey's not phoning it in yet. I thought Downey did a good job as Iron Man. I'm sure he's getting bloody tired of it, but he, I didn't get the impression he was phoning it in. And his his bouncing off Spider Man was brilliant. As far as the- actually, I, I I think he enjoys the role too much. You have a look at him when he does the press and everything for it. He he loves it. He's yeah, yeah. he's enjoying it. Yeah. Well, long er- everything screams that he's having fun with it. Long he's playing himself. Well, that's right. Yeah. Sure, either either he modelled Tony Stark after himself or he became Tony Stark. Either way, they're the same thing now. That's right. Yeah. Indeed. So, yeah, still bright future for the Marvel franchise and I'm very excited Mm -hmm. about Doctor Strange. The trailer looks superb, Mm -hmm. so... Yeah, actually... I'll go on. Okay, Ben, go on. Yeah, I was going to say, seeing as we're just doing movie review, real quick, uh, I also saw The Jungle Book the night prior to seeing Captain America Civil War, and, yeah, that's a a great, great reimagining of the uh, classic Disney movie. Uh, Probably a little bit more accurate to the book. So if you you like Jungle Book, definitely check it out. My only criticism is I wish it had more singing. Okay. You're the second person I've heard that's given Jungle Book the thumbs up, and I saw the Tarzan yeah. trailer before Captain America last night. It doesn't look too shabby either. Uh, I haven't seen the trailer for that one, but uh, I'll check it out. Yeah, and it's it's very much set. He's grown up and, and back in society, but has to go back to the jungle. But it looks looks quite good. Oh, cool. Check it out. All right. Let's call it a wrap there, Simon, unless there's anything you wanted to add. Well, I will add one thing since yeah. we're all talking about things we've seen and I haven't seen any movies recently. Uh, JB had been having a bit of a weird sale, buy one Blu-ray, get one free, and it applied to box sets, so I bought all five s- seasons so far of Game of Thrones. Oh, good. Uh, oh, nice. $104 for five oh, seasons of yeah, Blu-rays, which I, I thought was pretty good. So I started that's watching good effort. So I'm watching it from episode one, season one, and I'm just gobsmacked by how – I mean, I knew it was good, but I've forgotten just how good it was, even even from the very first episode. It's yeah. got the best things on t- that's ever been put on television, yeah. easy, still. And, and the thing is, you go back and watch them on Blu-ray, and it holds up. It's so beautiful. Oh, it looks beautiful. There's a, there's a bit where uh, when Jon Snow and Sam are up on the wall and mm. I think his uncle's horse is coming in and you've just got this really long shot of just yeah. uh, snow-covered trees and there's just this little this, this horse coming in and I was getting up close to the screen. I, yeah, it's not just a black dot. I can see that's a horse and there's no one riding it. Mm. It's amazing. Yeah. It, and it just the quality on those those shows, it just it's held up and it looks beautiful on Blu-ray. And um, I've got all five seasons, but I've bought them as they've come out. So, so. you've done better than me. <laughs> current series is a corker too. So oh, yeah, current still season. Sorry, full full K. Don't still don't see the need of it. No, I'm, I find that it's just. Oh, uh, who knows? Maybe it'll be worth it when mm. I see it. I'll go. Ooh, maybe I'll go. Nah, don't need it. Don't want it. But either way, you'll be the first. You'll be the first to hear it here on Flashpoint. Yes, if you listen to no other media, you'll be the first to hear it right here. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, it could be a month after it launches before we mm. actually get around to talking about it. Um, could be. <laughs> all right, that's a show. Uh, as always, if you'd like to offer an opinion, suggestion, or some general abuse, feel free to email us at contact at oceanicgamer dot com, or visit our Facebook page, The Oceanic Gamer. We also have forums. No, we don't. So I'll ignore that. I must delete that. You can also follow us on Twitter. My handle is the Oceanic Gamer. Simon tweets under RPG Beats RL, and Ben tweets under the Spawny with a Y thirteen, and live streams sometimes on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash the Spawny thirteen. You said last time you were on the verge of doing more of that. I have been. I've been testing new equipment, and I was uh, streaming earlier this evening. See, beautiful. Um, you'll find previous episodes of the show on iTunes and we're also on Stitcher and Google Play but from best we can tell only if you're in the US will you be able to get us on Google Play Um, thanks very much for listening 
and thanks to my co-hosts for this episode. Simon? Thank you. Ben? For listening. Yeah, thank you. Uh, sorry, Joe. Yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry, Joe. Joe. Sorry, Joe. And this is where we should... This will be the Sorry Joe episode. That's right. Um, I've actually already titled it, and it's going to be called This Episode is Foreign Unsafe. So he he will know. Uh, And this is like the credits of the podcast. One thing I've just about Captain America, for those that are going, make sure you not only... You do get an extra piece of... uh, the movie once oh. the, the, the credits have started, but you still do need to wait right until the end as well. Wait, wait right till the very, very end of the credits. There is a mid-credits scene, but there's another one even right at the end, so yes. stick around to the end. Both very good. Those baskets. Mm. Yeah. Like our podcast, you have to stick around to the end to hear Simon say something silly. Exactly. Mm. Uh, mm. So have a great what? week. I was thinking getting a T-shirt printed, by the way, with our old saying, um, and that if your pug wipes, it's probably because one of us was in it. Do you reckon anyone would buy one? Probably not. Well, judging from the massive reaction you've had to every other T-shirt offer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah true. I, I, yeah, you rest the case nicely. Um, but I'll use the current catchphrase, which you don't stop playing because you grow old, you grow old because you stop playing. Good night, everyone. Good night. Night. Thank you.